1: welcome to the moisture festival podcast I
0: am comedy stunt performer Matt Baker and I am comedy magician Louie Fox we are both performers at the moisture festival the moisture festival if you're
1: unfamiliar is a four-week festival celebrating variety arts in the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle it is the largest festival of its kind in the world and features
0: some of the best entertainers and comedians working today the festival happens in In the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, the Moisture Festival also hosts a week of burlesque shows. If you're
1: listening to this during the festival, be sure to buy your tickets now because 95% of the shows sell out. You can get tickets to all the shows by visiting the website MoistureFestival.com. In this episode, we interview
0: the very talented Renee Bebo. She's a professional jump roper, Cirque du Soleil trainer, performs around the country jump roping. We talk to her about how
1: she started in jump roping, where it's taken her, and how she came to perform at the Moisture Festival. It's a pretty great episode. It was a fantastic conversation. You're going to love it. Let's get to it. Very excited about who we have in the Moisture Festival podcast studio today, a five-time world champion of jump roping, a Cirque du Soleil veteran, a motivational speaker, a mom, Mm -hmm. and a very amazing lady. We have Renee Bebo in the basement. Thanks for coming.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) When you tell people you're a professional jump roper, what sort of reaction do people give you?
2: They usually act excited, you know, like there's like a, oh... And then I have to prepare, like, how do I want to explain the rest of it? How
1: much information do I want to, yes. am I willing to divulge yep, here? Yep, yeah. exactly.
2: And it's it's kind of like, I haven't mastered the elevator speech yet, still, after yeah. all these years. It's just, I, I feel like I have to go into, well, when I was 10, you know, yes. it, that's the <laughs> yeah, next yeah, thing yeah. I say. Yeah. But but people meet it with a lot of enthusiasm. They usually talk about their own relationship with jumping rope, too, because oh, most of us jumped rope when we were a kid yeah. or were playing kickball by other kids that were jumping rope mm-hmm. or they participated in jump rope for heart, you yeah. know, the, the fundraiser. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it, I think it brings back a lot of really What's positive memories.
0: What's the weirdest memory someone shared with you? You're, they're like, Oh, I'm a personal jump roper. Well, when I was in high school <laughs> <laughs> like and then I did the double uncle,
1: under. My uncle hung himself with the jump rope. <laughs> or, <you> know, like <laughs>
2: I don't know. I let me think about that. I'm sure something'll come to me. But no, for the most part it's usually like, "Oh, I can do a double under." How many, you know, it's usually yeah. oh, re- yeah. related to like their like if they do CrossFit or something like yeah. that or they want a little bit of advice. But I don't know what there's a
1: Oh, and, is jump roping part of CrossFit? Yeah, they, okay, it's yep.
2: it, it's how many I think it's how many consecutive double unders you can do or you have to do a certain number or oh. something like that. Oh, gotcha. So that like, levels you up.
0: My story if I would have just met you now. Yes. My jump rope story would be my daughter was like three years old, and we saw street performers jump roping, and they got her to double dutch, and that was you that got her to do it.
2: <laughs> I was going to be like, who's doing my show? Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask you for their information after. <laughs> I'm going to track them down. <laughs>
0: yeah, she could barely, like, oh. jump, and you're like, okay, just start jumping, yes. and then you kind of did the ropes that around That is
2: definitely the the parlor trick of my show, my, my favorite <laughs> thing, because it's, you know, I... So I have a whole mo- motivational yeah. performing thing that I do at a lot of schools. I still continue to do it. I've been doing it since 2001. You know, I perform a little. and do a little audience participation. But it's all about like talking about, you know, the, ca- the characteristics that helped me to be successful as a kid. So goal setting, effort, not comparing myself to others and being willing to make mistakes and keep trying. So that's yeah. the whole message of the whole show. But I try to help the kids be successful when they come up on stage so that they can kind of model what it looks like to give your best effort and stuff like that but at the end of the show I get you know I try to get Somebody that you would, you know, you in the beginning I pick the kids that look like they could be athletic or they're making really good icon. you know uh, how it is choosing somebody yeah. who I know is going to be sharp and be paying attention. But the last thing I do in the show is I choose somebody really young or maybe somebody with a disability. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, Pull on the heartstrings and it's just yeah. So look, like that, that kid so has so legs. So that's what your daughter was. <laughs> you no, know, it's my favorite thing. That's my favorite part of the show though, is to
1: do. That. Yeah, because you get you get an adult up there to help you run the double row. Yes, and then you get a kid up there to do it right? to be in the middle yeah, yeah and it's amazing
2: yeah it's fun so
1: w- let's go to the way back machine where yep. did you grow up at kirkland okay
2: yeah i was right. born in new jersey my family my dad came out he he worked for the newspaper in new jersey he came out um, looking for a out this way and um he was choosing between boston and seattle and he was he was down in downtown seattle at the pi building um, post-intelligencer. Yeah, and he was looking for. He couldn't figure out where he was going, and he asked somebody for directions. He's like, "Hop in, I'll give you a ride." <laughs> and my dad was like, "All right, this, I found our new home." This
1: would never happen in New Not, York, okay, right, Jersey, right? Right.
2: <laughs> so, um, Annie loved, the, you know, how beautiful it was mm-hmm. out here and everything. So, um, yeah. So we moved to we were moved to Juanita, technically Juanita. When I was three years old, I grew up there. So
1: this you grew up here. This yes, is it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And was there a big when you were coming up at the time? Was, was there a big Jump roping community. How did you? Where did the love come from? Where yeah. were the the interests stem from?
2: I lived across the street from an elementary school, so basically, when the school bell rang, I finished my breakfast and ran across the street. So, <laughs> and when I was five, I remember being in the driveway with my dad, and he did the Rocky style jump rope, the uh, fast style. So and he's I, just working out. He would. Oh no, he wasn't working out. He was just he picked <laughs> up a jump rope oh, okay. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, you haven't met my dad. Uh, no, he, he just picked it up and he went, shoot, 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 you know, and it was fast, fast, fast. And I looked at him and I just, and I was probably five. No, I was five. And I emulated it. That was that. And then uh, when I was 10, a jump rope team came to my school. They were called the Skippets from Boulder, Colorado. Uh, and they were a touring jump rope team.
0: Adults? All Kids. Adults? Okay. No, no.
2: Very fit. Colorado kids mm. like, anywhere, like from 15
0: like, year olds or like 12 year olds?
2: All so I would say the youngest was probably they probably had a couple of second graders on the team, wow. but the, and then shouldn't they be in school? This they traveled, they were you know that was back in the day too. <laughs> like you can't get your kids out of school now, but yeah. back then it was like whatever. This was a cool opportunity yeah. for these kids, so so they uh second through about uh, high school, maybe age kids, probably 15 or 20 kids came and performed at my school. And then the school was, you know, on fire oh, yeah. about yeah, it, yeah. you know. And so we were all, and my PE teacher, Bob Melson, started our own jump rope team. And he called them the hot dogs.
0: <laughs> well, it's good that they at least have a jump rope pun in the name. Like you guys were thinking outside the box. The he It was dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> is awesome.
2: He yeah. Was, he Better was, than like he...
0: the, the rope-a-dopes. Or... <laughs> <laughs> the rope Actually, that would be a good. Because the the skippets came, you know the The skippets. the double undercuts.
2: Oh, I like it. Yeah. So um, he, Bob, started a jump rope team. There were ten kids. I was not one of them. And that team traveled around and did, and it was for the American. You didn't make the first team. I didn't make it. Oh, you've never seen
1: her show? Wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's part of, but
1: (laughs) maybe not (laughs) the motivation. Not the motivational part. You haven't Ah, seen all that. I haven't seen the motivational stuff. Didn't make it. Wow. I wasn't picked. You're like the Michael Jordan. Of mm-hmm. jump roping,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it's almost as if you took that off her bio.
1: Is that what you say? is that you say that in your bio? The Michael Jordan of somebody jump-roping? said it. Somewhere. Oh wow, it's it's in her. I, bio Is it really? Yeah, I did not it's read on that. I did not read that. I did not read that. That <laughs> no, was my it, own thoughts.
2: So yeah, well, it's similar. I'm pretty sure it's buried pretty deep. Oh, in there. Okay, like there's right. a whole bunch of testimonials, and I think it's one of the testimonials. It's on this thing called an my... about page. <laughs> <laughs> it was not on there. I so I I have
1: a copy and pasted.
2: Right? Do you here. guys do the little uh, fact checking after the show? No. Okay, well then you can just start today, and then you can <laughs> wager a bet. Okay, on, so okay. you didn't anyway, make the. So um, yeah, I didn't make the team next year. Coach invited. Uh, he said he was going to choose a boy and a girl from every grade level to be mm. on the team that next year, and I was the girl in sixth grade. Ah. Yeah, so I made it onto the team, and then um, that was being a part of that team is kind of like what resulted in me being yeah, here, right? Course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like opened it every changed single everything. door. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was it was an opportunity. I was really shy. I didn't do great in school. It, there wasn't a whole lot happening for Mm. me, you know? And so this was an opportunity to feel really proud of something. We traveled all around. We were invited to be on the, by the time I was in about sixth grade, me and three other kids, we started working in kind of small groups. We started to get really cohesive. We had a really good combination. And um, we were invited on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Um, How old were you when
0: you were on The Tonight Show? Well, like six. We fr- were
2: not on the Tonight Show. We got bumped.
0: Oh, so
2: that was with
1: Carson or Leno.
2: That was Carson. Okay. Yeah, I was on the Jay Leno show in Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Later.
1: Can you tell us the bump? How you got bumped?
2: Well, yeah we we got there early and performed for the studio audience, and you know we kept putting on makeup. I I see pictures of our makeup now, and it's like, oh, I'm so glad we didn't get on. We looked, <laughs> you know, because we just kept putting on more makeup while we were waiting. <laughs> And and you know these teenage girls just so excited with the big hair and everything. So um, we're waiting to go on, and we do our performance for the studio audience. And then um, what's his name, a famous actor, a stage actor from La Caja Faux, decided that instead of going last, he decided he wanted to go on first, and so that pushed us back further in the show. They went too long. Mm-hmm. There was only, we had a six minute performance. There was only four minutes left. So they did a trumpet solo in our place. Oh, wow. So all of <laughs> our friends taps. back in, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so we just were like, all right. Oh, wow, geez. Yeah, it was tough. rough. But
1: at least you got the experience of going into the it's studio. So cool. Did you get to see Johnny? Yeah, we oh. got to
2: see Johnny. We got to, you know, ride around in the golf cart around back, you know, uh, back in the studio. That's, pretty, that's and still everything. pretty cool. It was, cool. Really, it was it's really
1: unfortunate neat. that a trumpet solo yeah. took your spot.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we would have modified, you know, but they were just kind of dead set on like, nope, sorry, there's not enough time. So, you know, who knows what happened? And you're sorry about
1: the whim. Like Matt from the Bobs told us this, not on the podcast, but he told us the same story where they were waiting backstage. Patrick Swayze decided to tell this long, drawn out Uh. story about a dog. And they're like, okay, your six minute set is now two minutes. Go out there and sing. And they're just completely panicked. That's awful. And they just rushed through this. Song. Oh, they just did it faster? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so, and then Johnny's like, well, that was something. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> It's just, you know, to do that to teenagers, that's uh-huh. so sort of like, it's, that's intense. I mean, you, you yeah. don't know the scope of the. You know, I You
2: know, I think it gets worse as you get further into show business and the pressure is on. When we were teenagers, we were just happy to be anywhere. Yeah. And we didn't care if we made mistakes. We knew how to modify. We knew, you know, yeah. we just, it, it was a different thing. You and didn't we see it as
1: like a career changing no, opportunity. No, and, you
2: know, we went to Disneyland and we did other fun yeah. stuff. So <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, it was
1: our absolutely. families
2: back at home that were more disappointed, you uh, know, they are sitting at home. So anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Now, yeah. I'm curious, was jump roping, you, you were just excelled at mm-hmm. something unique at a young age? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is it about that? Because, like, for me, I got obsessed with Hacky Sack at the age of 13. And yeah. I thought, I think it was because I was good at something that most other kids weren't good at, it, mm-hmm. but they still were sort of familiar with. And mm-hmm. everyone sort of tried before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I got confidence from being really great at this. Yeah. That
0: well, people have a point of reference. Too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so. it was something different that not everyone sort of did, like, you know, basketball or something. And then that sort of. Gave me confidence to try all this other stuff. Yeah, is that what jump roping was for you? Like, was did it, did it just sort of meet your personality, mm-hmm. give you confidence, uh, something unique, and met, mm-hmm. met your pre existing skill set?
2: All that. Uh All that. I can so relate to that. Mm. And then there's just something about it. Like, you know, I'm sure with hacky sack or juggling or that kind of mathematical problem solving element of it, too. Mm. So you're being physically active, but you're also having to, you know, be creative and think up combinations and different things like that. And then in addition to all that, then we had I I don't know that I would have continued with the team all the way through high school if I didn't have a coach that kept pushing boundaries and going after cooler and cooler opportunities for us. Right. So it's like. Oh, well, you know, w- when I was in... You
0: got cut from the night show. Maybe yeah. you can get cut <laughs> <Right>. from Letterman. <laughs> yeah, We went to
2: Australia twice. Uh-huh. We went to, you know, toured Japan. We traveled a lot of the states in the United States, a lot of the provinces of Canada. So just to, and, and then went to jump rope camps every summer and stayed in dorm rooms. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was just very enriching. So it just enriching. gave you something
1: really cool that to no one else was at. And you were an athlete. Yeah, and uh, was this the guy who was doing all this? Was the coach from yes. the elementary school? My Same guy, PE the, ho- the hot dog guy,
2: hot dog guy, hot dog. Yep. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's amazing. Yeah.
2: So it was just a. That, that combination of things, to be yeah. really engaged and, and excited about it. And then, oh, you know, next month we're going to be doing that. There's always some new and exciting thing. Well, and to and be like, thing. you know,
1: 12, 13 and yeah. being like, I've been to Japan. I've been mm-hmm. on this. Of course, like, you're going to continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're he was get, smart yeah. to do
2: that. To, that's how he kept us. And
1: then you guys competed,
2: the team competed at the world championships of yeah. jump roping. So, you know, understand jump rope is a very small yeah, niche sport, yeah. right? And so (laughs) but I liken it to kind of winning maybe the state championship, really, honestly, Mm. because so when I talked about that group before, so you have your big jump rope team of like all different ages. But then when you go to competitions back then, the way it was structured is you would kind of compete in like um, different events. And some of them were individual and some of them with, with, you know, single rope, double dutch, Mm -hmm. you know, with a partner alone you know, large group of double dutch, small group of double dutch, and then freestyle and speed. So Um. how fast you can go in a certain period of time, how creative a routine you can do. And so I was kind of a... At the time, my thing was that I was pretty good at kind of everything, pretty good at everything, Uh and just a good overall teammate. And then, like, we had a girl, Karen, who was really a great gymnast. And so for double dutch freestyle... We were the first team that I know of that was doing like backflips and back handsprings inside mm. the double dutch ropes, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so that was like something that was and and me and my other partner Amy were really good at turning the ropes. So that was something that we were all really good at. And then double dutch speed, that was kind of the thing that I did best of all the different things. And so so I've won various world championships. Um, in various events yeah. over the years. Some of yeah. them o- an overall score with my group uh-huh. and some of them as an individual. That time frame, was that
0: kind of like the beginning of competitive jump roping? Yeah.
2: I mean, as a sport. Or,
1: yeah. When did jump roping start having world championships?
2: So there's all these different organizations. There was the American Double Dutch League and they were... ADDL. ADDL. <laughs> yes. Battle. Yeah. yeah. And they, I think they had been running... Double Dutch World Championship since the 70s. Okay. Then there are these other organizations that were doing things probably in more... In the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. kind of coming f- as a result of this original team from Colorado, all these teams sprung out, and then you know so championships you're kind came. Kind of in. at
0: the beginning,
2: pretty, pretty of early. This That's as amazing. Pretty early days. Yeah. I mean, how
1: many people? Because I did hacky sack tours in Europe, and yeah. there I, you can see the direct result of these tours that went out there. Yes. Do you did you get to see the results of your the fruit of your labors yes. when you go to Japan and see the influence that you might have had? Totally. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And
2: I mean, yeah, and sometimes it's just because we performed for. A School in Montana, and that group went to to Japan that's or whatever. So, yeah, so, cool. wow. so it's it's really it, and you know, and it's more they're
1: competing to, against you at the World You're like, nah, uh, <laughs> don't even. <laughs> you're like, that's my style. Yeah, that's, those those
0: <laughs> backflips, <It's> ours.
1: <laughs> when you do when you're competing in double Dutch, do you also get points for like you know rhymes and stuff that you come up with, like poetry that you Mabel
2: Mabel talk, like talking me. crap like. <laughs> I could see that being pretty cool, but no, there's no points for rhymes. Oh, man. Poetry Slam Double Dutch. We need a a new category. I want to get
1: a side job writing rhymes for (laughs) Double Dutch competitors. I think
2: you do really well (laughs) now. Have you ever
0: invented a jump rope trick?
2: Oh, all the time. Okay. But they're not, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's like standalone trick that I've invented because there's kind of just like... You know your base vocabulary of moves, and then there's the move on top of the move with the move. You know what I mean? No, like Combination. There's there's is there a trick or...
1: called the Bebo? Or no, there's not. So like in Hacky Sec, if you're the first person to ever hit a trick, you get to name it. So there's like ridiculous names. Yeah.
0: Like the egg beater, the gybus, Mobius. Oh yeah. There's, oh yeah. All know, the, we the have all that too. The doll. Yeah,
2: yeah. We've got all that. What's yeah. the coolest, of that?
0: coolest name jump rope trick? The
2: coolest name. Oh, the
0: Bebo. I think
2: the su- <laughs> I think the subway the subway comes to mind just because it's a really cool trick. Okay. What and, is that? What is that? One? Um, the subway is where a bunch of people. It's where you lay I was the about rope to on say the ground. Guys, and by then the way, you get
1: really mad when it doesn't do
0: anything, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and then someone takes your wallet. <laughs>
1: There's too many people inside the
0: jump rope. <laughs> no, we just invented okay. that.
2: Don't, we can. will explore that, it. Call that the metro. <laughs> There's a, um, ooh, I like that. So there's double-dutch ropes going, really, really long double-dutch ropes going, okay? Two turners. And then a bunch of people get inside the double-dutch ropes and kind of face out towards the audience, not towards the turners, and they go into a push-up. So they're doing a bunch of push-ups, right? While while they're jumping jumping rope. So in a plank pose, right? Yeah. And then another guy is facing, that has his back to a turner at the end of the line. He squats down, and he goes into a push-up on his like his forearms, uh, forearms and toes. Yeah. And he jumps through the tunnel of people until he gets to the other side. Uh, that, that is amazing. Yeah, What? I, I can't do it. I'd call that the mine
0: shaft. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bunker
1: in World War Two.
0: <laughs>
1: we can explore that too.
2: Um, but what's really cool too is that and when you talk about influences – is, you know, jumping rope's been a primarily a, a female activity mm. since from the time that I was doing it. And there was a couple guy, you know, a couple guys, and and you had to be pretty cool, you know, and the guys that did do it, like, they saw the benefit of traveling the world and doing something ah, different, yeah. you know, but they had to be pretty confident in who they were to be on a jump rope team. Yeah. And they had to be pre- pretty good. And, they, you know, they brought their own style. But there's this, this guy named Nick Woodard, and he... Came to uh, coach the hot dogs next generation, like I, mm. you know, in and uh, started working with that team, and it was really cool. He's a really great guy, really great energy, and an incredible athlete. He was a star football player, mm. and he elevated the male that's awesome contingency, and just really got male jumpers uh-huh. to elevate their skills and you can still even he's long you know he's moved back home and he's married now and everything but and he's still involved in the sport but just to see that kind of like when you talk about influence you know he was only out here for a few years but the number of male jumpers now that Absolutely. are involved, and the kinds of things you know they do they their styles really Generally pretty different. Mm. More strength moves, yeah. you know, jumping on their hands, jumping, of flipping course. over. And, I'm on and, his Twitter like right
0: that. now and it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's really really
1: good. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: and <laughs> I really
0: imagine good. like if
1: you, all you're seeing in the sport is females doing it, men might have your mm-hmm. gender doing it. That's why it's like it's important to have like women leads in movies or mm-hmm. like black actors yeah. who are leads in movies, so that when kids see it, they're like, wow, that could be me. I mm-hmm. could I could do that yeah. also. Mm-hmm. I think people forget the importance it's of seeing the things that Mm -hmm. Are you represented in Mm -hmm. popular culture? It's
2: one thing to say it exists, and it's another for people just to simply see it. Yeah, Yeah. totally.
1: So we're going to skip ahead from your childhood because (laughs) we – so I imagine at some point you are like – okay, I'm I'm an, an adult now. Mm-hmm. And at some point. <laughs> at some point. I mean, Last some week. people <laughs> might look at me and think that I was 18 at one point. <laughs> but you become adult. And I, I mean, for me, like Hacky Sack, it was like I did it for so long and then I was like, okay,
0: is there like a pathway right. to really make yeah, like, money did, did doing you this? go to college?
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I think in the back of my mind, I was thinking there's got to be, there's going to have to be a different thing. Correct. Right. I yeah. wasn't thinking like, like i'm gonna get out there and do this but here's what happened i was dabbling in college
0: <laughs> a lot of <laughs> college people dabble in jump rope right
2: and uh so taking class coming you know, like, and going class here and there. yeah, yeah I, you. I was i i started coaching another another local jump rope team and i was also kind of staying close to home helping take care of my younger brother no i didn't know what i, I was kind of thinking maybe going into physical education or something yeah. like that so and then i uh got a phone call. And uh, this person calls me up and he goes, uh, somebody is speaking to me in French on the phone, Mm. right? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. And this guy says to me, you mean your name's René Bibo, you don't speak French? (laughs) 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 So I go, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. And he goes, okay, my name's Gilles Secroix from Cirque du Soleil. And um, we saw you jumping rope on television. And uh, we want to know if you would like to be in the circus. And... So this was 1995. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what Cirque du Soleil yeah, was. No, right? Hadn't quite hit the mainstream A, f- a few yet. people knew what yeah. it was. So, so, you know, I was never one to ever turn an opportunity away because I didn't really have a lot going on for me at, at this point in my life. Yeah. Either, right. So I said, well, um, let me call you back. So I called Bob Melson, because he's still a very good friend of mine. He's always been a mentor. This is the coach. My, my jump rope yeah, coach. Yeah. So I called him up and I said, this man called and wanted me to be in Cirque du Soleil. What should I do? And he goes, uh, return his phone call. <laughs> 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 so they, the show that they wanted me to be in was already... It was already started. It was yeah, it had already in It already existed. The concept was in place. All the, the artists had been hired. But what happened is they had a jump rope act in this show and they were having the, the people from their main acts participate in this as a group number. Mm-hmm. And it was not anybody's favorite number to participate yeah. in, mm. right? Um, that's not what they signed up for. So it I w- signed up to <laughs> juggle
0: this weird thing, not yeah. jump rope.
1: <laughs> yeah. My specialty is balancing my wife upside down <laughs> on my head. I uh-huh. need jump, Suddenly bro.
2: they're all getting like Achilles tendonitis. <laughs> now, of course. And, yeah. You know, shin splints and stuff. You're making yeah. me slumber. Right. Yeah. And, and do, right. So, so I, but I didn't know all this, right, going into it. So these guys were thinking we could bring Renee in. She could at least maybe workshop with the group a little bit. Maybe if she decides she wants to do it, we could give her a couple little solo spots in the middle of it or something like that so they kind of say come and see the show so i get on the plane i'm in first class i'm like okay i like this turns out later because it was such a last minute plane ticket that's the only seat available there was no (laughs) more first class i I learned (laughs) that that was not uh, the future of my travel uh so i get to see the show and i just i felt i just i couldn't believe I'd never it's a great seen show. anything and it's like K-D- it. kidam right? Yes, yeah. and I just loved it, and I just didn't even know anything like that existed. And the jump rope number was really good. I mean, it was it was simplistic in a way, but it was so beautiful. I mean, it was lit, and it was costumed and makeup, and people had characters, yeah. and and they didn't make any mistakes, mm. you know. And I just I was like. <gasps> Yes, this, you know, I mean, it all made sense. Yeah. And then I stayed for a week and I workshopped with all the performers and there were Russian, Chinese, French, French-Canadian, you know, very few Americans. Mm. And just to to work with such a diverse group of people and to see how they communicated with each other, even though everybody didn't speak English and to make beautiful things happen, void of language. I mean, it was just it was so fulfilling. Yeah. And when I was on my plane ride home, I'm just like, I have to go back. I have to go back. Ah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they they offered me a position in the show and, and I left a couple of weeks later and I joined up with them. Okay. How long were you with them? Four and a half years. Oh, wow. I did four and a half years with that show, and then I did a holiday production in New York City.
1: So did you take over the reins of that particular piece, or did you get to add your own solo piece into the Kadam show?
2: So there was another soloist already. Her Mm. name was Bianca, and she was a, a rhythmic gymnast. And so we we kind of played a so there were already solo slots slotted in the act uh-huh. right so that kind of the structure was already in place but and it was well choreographed, and I just kind of did technical upgrades and made suggestions and then eventually they just gave me like the role as the coach. Uh-huh. And so I I kept you know, maintained the act and made sure that we had replacements yeah. and, and stuff like that available. Um and then Bianca and I played around with doing duets and on and offs and things like that. Uh-huh. And eventually she left and I took over the solo spots um you know indefinite until I left. Minus the back flips. Minus the <laughs> backflips, yeah. <laughs> and the, and the weird thing. role yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, really, absolutely. Really great.
1: Yeah. And what are the things that you most enjoyed about being in like sort of a sort of a group on ensemble like yeah. that? What was like something that you mm-hmm. look back fondly at yeah. from that time?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it was mostly just exactly that being a part of a group mm. uh, and yeah. being being with a group of professionals. I mean, you yeah, know, world-class. we class. I didn't. We just were kids mm. on the jump rope team and then just to work with people that everywhere you look you just have just all this respect for them mm. and then you realize like but they're also just like regular normal people with with weird problems and <coughs> yeah. you know and all that stuff too it was really <laughs> that was like really comforting
1: Well it's uh, kind of cool to think that like a childhood Hobby something that you just got into at a very young age Mm -hmm. got you all the way to Mm -hmm. like this world class circus that tours the world and this very elite sort of production. Yeah, that this little thing got you to that point. That's it makes you wonder, you know. Like,
2: I always think, you know, I try to always trust my gut and just listen to that, and um. But isn't it interesting? And I try to always go through any open doors that felt good. Yeah. You know, but it's like I have had so many wonderful open doors yeah. and mm-hmm. that have led me to this. And I feel really, really fortunate to have gotten to do that. It's so,
0: yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed from people we've interviewed, just knowing there are two paths. One is the guy that's like, I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes. And the other one is like, I just do my craft. Yeah. And it finds its place.
1: Yeah. Well, and you're so good at your craft. It's sort of like there's always going to be something that comes looking for someone who is the best at what they do yeah yeah
0: you
2: know? yeah well oh thank you but i don't know i don't think i'm the best at what i do i think i'm the best at how i do it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like you go ahead and start googling well, John no, I, no now, I understand right? that for
1: you mm-hmm. for you like comparatively speaking because you're aware of who is out there right? yes but to me like you're like the best at what you do, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like you're, I've seen lots of jump ropers, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like something about you, the way that you perform to me is awesome. And what I'm amazed at is I've done shows with you when you were pregnant,
0: yes, and you were like eight months pregnant,
1: and yes. you were still jump roping, <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah. shows, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> there was yeah. that one we did one, and you were you were super pregnant, and I offered you a chair, and you both look at me, and you're like, of all the people in the room, she probably needs the least. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I think that
2: was at Kenyon Hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I yeah. mean, I re- I really do, and I, I think you know it's humbling as you get older because there are, is the next generation coming up, and there it's fun. I mean, it's really fun to see what people are coming up with, and and I do feel like. Somewhere deep in that person, there's you know the remains of something you know that it's my the same. team did. When yeah. we, right. And yeah. and and it's really cool to see jump rope becoming more. You know, it's been on Americans Got Talent and um, Best Dance Crew and all you know more of the popular shows now. And they're yeah. adding hip hop to it. And they're doing all kinds of other totally. really cool creative stuff. Now, so. do
0: you think you could still competitively jump rope?
2: uh within your age division so that yes
0: <laughs> well yeah 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 of
2: course. yeah uh, yeah, and you know i used to always think oh come on you you know age division stuff is kind of a cop out but not any i don't think that way anymore <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i don't think that way anymore at all yeah i play like, in,
1: a, in a soccer league where it's like an over 30 league yeah. and it's like i don't want to play 20 year olds right all. no like, oh. no
2: they can have that yeah. yeah no i i think it would be actually you know there's a big push to try to Formalize the sport better to get it into the Olympics one day. Because everybody's like, well, pickleball's in the Olympics, or, uh, you know, they pick random sports yeah. like cheerleadings in the, ju- yeah. you know, in the Olympics. So why can't jump rope? And well, that so, is
1: interesting that's not in the Olympics. Yeah.
2: It's it- just the sport itself. I think that they, they just haven't quite. Gotten themselves organized well enough to have yeah. made a formal proposal, but they're working on it. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I would think it's such an athletic sport. That yeah. It, it should be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's just. Yeah. You're right. You haven't sort of like. The format in which you're going to present it exactly. to the masses. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But if
2: it got to the Olympics, I'd definitely go. I mean, totally. I'd try to go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, or, yeah, and even if you don't go, you could be like a commentator, like a pro, like you did on ESPN. Yeah. right.
2: Yeah, something.
1: What was the the commentating that you did on ESPN?
2: So that was just for um, they were doing the national jump rope championships. They do it. At, they used to do it at Orlando, Florida, and um, I just was heavily involved in in the the sport as a board member, mm. and so somebody offered me to to. Go and do the color commentary. So I I did the color commentary for ESPN, (laughs) and and that's how Cirque found me. Oh, that's Uh, amazing! And it was funny because you know, like I said, it was 1995. So my name was on the bottom of the screen. I also competed. I thought, well, as long as I'm here, I'm going to compete. So I compete, and I happened to win the category that it was Uh. in the. I was in the elderly one, the 18 and and older. The elderly
1: is, (laughs) eh, she's 19. She'll put her in the elderly category.
2: So it was an easier, you know, because you're only, so I won that and they saw me and the guy, when he called me, Jill, when he called me, he goes, you're never going to figure out how I found you. And I said, how? And he goes, the internet. (laughs) Mind blown. <laughs> like, yeah, like he found me. 1995. Was, my information was somewhere on the internet. Think of how he long was so proud it of took that
1: photo to download <laughs> in 1995 <laughs> of you jump roping.
0: It's a full-time job. Yeah, it's like
1: two hours just to see two seconds of video clicks. Like, exactly. Why does the name have
0: to be at the bottom of the <laughs> yes. screen? What contact.
1: Put the contact? Always with the contact at the top. <laughs> so you've gone on to be what you said—Tonight Show, with Jay Leno, MTV, Sesame Street, mm-hmm. Good Morning America. You were on Sesame Show? Street,
2: yes. Would you? What would you do? Jump I didn't. Up. I didn't meet the characters though. Oh, we were just featured, so they uh. came on location and filmed us. Oh,
1: gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you've done it all. I mean, what is there? Mm-hmm. Other things that you want to do? I mean, it seems like that's a, a bucket list for almost any performer just yeah. to do one of those and to do all of them. Yeah. is impressive. Is there stuff that you're still striving to do, or is it like ah, I got this? You know, I'm coasting now. I- Um,
2: I think what I'd like to do is to – I feel like one of my strengths is that I'm really good at teaching it, Mm -hmm. teaching jump rope. Yeah, And I'm trying to figure out how can I, you know, in the digital age, spread my knowledge better. You know, Mm -hmm. how can I and and, so I have products and things that I've tried to develop and I'm still if I could figure out how to multiply myself in some way so that more people could learn it at the I I like teaching beginners to intermediate level kind of the foundational skills. That's my new that's my thing. I would love to get better at that. When I was in the circus, there was when I was in my, you know, my 20s going into my 30s, and I was like, I don't know, I was talking to one of my Russian acrobat friends and I said, "I don't know. I think I might be done now." And he was like, "Why? Mm. Why would you spend your whole life?" And and like I said, I didn't grow up going, "I'm going to this is what I'm doing. It yeah. was just, I was doing it because it was fun and there were great opportunities, right? And he did it from the time he was like four because yeah. his family told him to. Yeah, because he and, wouldn't get dinner. He yeah, to yeah. yes. <laughs> you need to make a living, yeah. right? So he said, why would you work your whole life and then stop now, mm-hmm. right? And that's always been in the back of my yeah, mind. Yeah, like, yeah. I can still do this. It, well, it's absolutely. not at the same level, but it's, it's also morphed and changed and evolved in other ways. And my body can still do it. So keep doing it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if there's more performance stuff in me, or me but I, I will continue to jump rope. Well, I'm I, not ever going to. And you I, can
0: find tons of videos of yours mm-hmm. on the internet yeah. and on e- Amazon. Even on, and... on
1: your site, learntojumprope.com, there's mm-hmm. tutorial videos yes. on basics. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a ton of stuff on there that you can yep. learn tricks and learn all sorts of other cool stuff. Yeah. And so you can also get a DVD. Of Renee Bebo's Complete Fundamentals of Jump Roping, a teaching guide <laughs> on Amazon. Oh, wow. Lots of good reviews.
2: See, he did do his research. <laughs> yeah. one, one of
1: the quotes says, the Michael Jordan of <laughs> the hot dog jump roping team. <laughs> nice job, Matt. <laughs> that, yeah, I agree. It's As we get older, it's you can't do the same stuff that you did when mm-hmm. you were younger. And mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because it's like you it forces you to adapt and change and be creative with Mm -hmm. what your body the limitations of your body especially when you're doing such physical things Mm -hmm. and it's it i think it keeps you sharper because it's you're in a constant Mm -hmm. state of change yes well
2: i that's what i have always admired about you i mean you could have just kept hacky sacking and juggling (laughs) but you you know you forced yourself into other directions i don't know that it was forced because you were i mean you it sounds like you you needed that, like that. Yeah. for You needed to be stimulated in another way. When I lost elevators.
1: my leg, <laughs> I was like, "I said, How?
2: you're you're wandering aimless." And then Renee's like, "Here, get
0: this double dutch." Yes.
1: <laughs> when both my feet got amputated because of gangrene, I said, "How can I? What can hatches? I do now?" <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so people can find you at learntojumprope.com. Yes. Where else can they see you at?
2: Um, well, I coach a jump rope team here in West Seattle called the West City Rope Ninjas. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was hoping I for them... a hot
1: dog theme, like a
0: veggie hot dog. <laughs> well, so. I let them pick
2: their name. I thought, you know, because I'm I'm pretty. Um, let's you, see. You, I, you I'm let very, a bunch of
0: kids pick the name, I,
2: right? <laughs> this was my. I was kind of on a mission to like. Sort of empower them a little bit more, and I was, was mm. trying to be better about that. And I'm like, I'm gonna let them choose the yeah. name. And then I was, they were giving me the list of names, and I'm like, like oh no, the and mighty they were all, ninja disco the,
1: jump ropers. They
2: were all food related because they knew I came from the hot dogs, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, you know, my pride was like, I am not gonna choose a ridiculous name. So the the ninjas won. And then, yeah, so the, the West City Ro- Rope Ninjas. I think ninjas that's good. Roping. It's cute. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I I'm, feel like
1: jump roping is part of ninja training.
2: Yes, Yeah, I agree with yeah, you. I so, would yeah. I, I
0: would be shocked if ninjas weren't jump roping. In, in <laughs> right, the, in the, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, West City Rope Ninjas, you can see them out and about in the community in West Seattle yeah. and various you know, fun festivals and things like that. And then the website uh, is really a good place to see what I do and keep in touch with me and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and you do and,
1: motivational speaking not only to companies, yes. you do it to schools.
2: Yes. It tells your
1: story, you know, mm-hmm. empowering yourself through activity. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. That's I, that's kinda it? my I do um, enrichment classes in the Seattle area at about six different uh schools in the greater Seattle area. And don't Kids you teach a class at those. like the YMCA? Summer camps. Okay. Yeah, I do camps yeah. in the summer. I usually do like a half day camp, but I do 10 weeks of different um, jump rope camps. Those are all listed on my website too. And um, And the Moisture Festival. And the Moisture Festival, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite things to do. Is it? Yeah, Yeah. I really enjoy that. It's pretty
1: cool. The audiences are amazing. It's
2: the same thing as like that you know, because I do most of my stuff on my own. I'm out on the road on my own, and I'm teaching on my own, and I'm running my program on a, my own. So to get together with fellow artists and yeah. hang out and share stories and stuff like that, I would is imagine really fun. like it brings you back to it brings you back. It brings, yeah. yeah, it brings back those feelings. Yeah, for sure. we
1: say that a lot. We've had a few of the producers in here, and we always say that that we're on our own all the time, performing yep. by ourselves. Yes, the back of a hotel lobby, you know, in some walkway waiting to go on, mm-hmm. and then that to be able to go and share a backstage with yes. 15 other performers that yeah. have go through the same thing. It's like, it's such a treat. Yes. You know?
2: Yep. Totally. Yeah. I, I love it. I love hanging out. I love going to, and the shows are so good too. I Do mean, they make you
1: close big... the show every time you're in it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cause I feel like every show I'm in, I have you close because uh, no one wants to follow you. I
2: usually yeah. go before intermission. Oh, so you close, yeah, the, first you close the first and, and half. Yeah. And so just for everybody listening, the, I think the reason is because it's just hard hitting. It's like pretty yes. fast and pretty energetic. Yeah, right? five
1: and, minutes of high yeah, energy. Yeah, it's just go, 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 yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, so. It's very like, challenging to follow. Now
0: I gotta get that hot dog and that yeah. beer to watch the next half. So hour. I guess
2: that would be my goal. One day in life, if I could ever come up with a creativity, and the reason it's fast and moving is because I'm super insecure, right? It's like, <laughs> I gotta get out there do it and get off, yeah. right? You know, and so I, if I had the guts and the creativity to come up with an act that was slower and had better pacing, and you know, could well, that, go longer, yeah, we
1: well, well, we can help. You I know with you that. guys yeah, will help yeah. me with that. So anyway. <laughs> We want to thank you for coming in and talking to the Moisture Festival podcast. It's been a treat working with you for I mean, 15, 16 years now. And I'm excited to see where you go. And yeah. that your nine-year-old kid yes. is jump roping
2: also. Oh, yeah, he uh, is for oh, sure. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Thanks for having me. This has been really fun. It's good to spend the morning with you guys. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you. That's it for today, folks. want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more information like who's performing, how to volunteer, how to contribute, be sure to go to the Moisture Festival website, which is
0: moisturefestival.org. If you like this podcast, you can check out the podcast that Matt and I do called the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. You can get on all of the podcast places, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Pocket Cast, and where we talk about weird news stories of the day. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, if you like this podcast, you will love that because it is all things weird. (laughs) (laughs) And that has links to my personal page and Louis Fox's personal page if you want to follow what we do
0: individually. So we want to thank all of the performers, donors, sponsors, volunteers who put on the moisture festival. It really takes a village to make this thing happen.
1: Absolutely. We want to thank you for listening and we want to thank you in advance for coming out to the moisture festival. So be sure to check out the moisture festival site. They also have a Facebook page an Instagram page and a YouTube page to see how you can get involved and be a part of this year's or next year's moisture festival. We want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and we hope to see you soon. See you there. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast and stay moist.